Here we are, halfway through the year, a year that so far has been marked with transitions. Transitions from what life used to be like to what government planners want it to be like. Now we'll run through a few of these today and highlight what you can do to protect your family and this country's independence. Please be sure to like, subscribe, and share this information to inform others and get involved. About a month ago, President Biden remarked that the U.S. is in the middle of an incredible transition, one that will pave the way for a green economy. Are you enjoying your forced transition away from fossil fuels? It's one thing for the market to select this route, but it's entirely another for government to force it. The green industry has always been highly subsidized from the federal government. It must be in order to compete with cheaper gasoline and diesel products. Currently, fuel prices are historically high. So-called greener products are looking more attractive, except when you see the price tag for an electric vehicle or begin to understand the limitations of these battery-run vehicles, including range, especially in colder climates, running out of charge, or having to eventually replace these batteries. Let's not forget that the minerals to build these batteries are very energy intense to mine and are in low supply and in high demand, especially when American industry is essentially barred from mining. This means, of course, that we must rely on foreign sources. In 2019, the U.S. Geological Survey published an infographic on critical mineral commodities in renewable energy. It identified minerals needed in manufacturing solar panels, wind turbines, and batteries, and found that nearly all of these minerals were mined in foreign countries. SolarReviews.com reports that the U.S. has only one operating lithium mine. Lithium is a key ingredient in today's batteries. Most of it is mined from South America and Australia and sent to China for manufacturing. Now, for a country that values its independence, that's not a good situation to be in. But hey, that's globalism in practice, as well as embracing a radical environmental agenda. Where we are at today, with the environment being placed at a higher priority than humans and globalism being chosen over independence, higher and much higher prices is only the beginning of the green industry as embodied by the Build Back Better program of the United Nations and, of course, the Biden administration. There will be much more pain coming. You can count on it. There is a target date of 2030 if it is not derailed. And Biden calls it an incredible transition. Another transition is not one that we are experiencing, at least not yet. In Chile, after socialists, Marxists, and communists staged an uprising that has successfully shifted the country from being capitalist-friendly to anti-capitalist, the country has undertaken a constitutional convention to have its constitution updated. This past week, a draft of it was completed and published. Now, you can imagine what this thing looks like and is a great wake-up call for Americans to see what happens when the hard left gets a hold of the Constitution and completely rewrites it. For instance, it has ballooned to about 162 pages with 499 articles. Now, compare that with a much smaller U.S. Constitution that has only eight articles, not including amendments and the Bill of Rights. The left has crammed into it many of its pet topics. According to democracynow.org, the new constitution will recognize for the first time Chile's indigenous peoples, codify reproductive rights, make higher education free, 
require gender equality in the government and require it to mitigate and adapt to the climate catastrophe. Democracy Now! interviewed Pablo Abufam, member of Chile's Solidarity Movement, which it describes as an anti-capitalist feminist organization. He proudly boasted that the new constitution is the first constitution that is democratically written. And how did they get to that point? He said, it has been a demand of social movements of the civil society in Chile for decades, and this is probably a new step in a political crisis that began in October 2019, where we had a huge popular revolt in Santiago, but in other big cities, in urban and rural centers in Chile, when we had millions of people taking to the streets to demand the guarantee of social rights, an end to neoliberal policies like privatization of education, healthcare and pension systems, and also gender equality and recognition of indigenous people's rights. And so this new constitution, the draft of the new constitution, is finally a place where all those aspirations have a space, are recognized. Notice how he describes the existing constitution as neoliberal. He goes on later in the interview to label its supporters as neo-fascists, great losers, and conservatives, nationalists, and defenders of the neoliberal model. Yet our news publication, The New American, described Chile's existing constitution as the most carefully crafted in the country's history. This takeover of Chile is a classic example of the communist tactic of pressure from above and pressure from below, in which organized street protests erupt in violence and property damage, prompting the government to do something, such as appease the demands of the criminal element instead of arresting and prosecuting them. A recent example in the U.S. were the violent Black Lives Matter demonstrations that resulted in more than a billion dollars of property damage many lives lost, and a staggering loss of businesses in local neighborhoods, plus the after-effects of demoralizing the police and voting in soft-on-crime district attorneys has resulted in even higher lost opportunity costs and soaring crime. Supporters of this radical movement in Congress are trying to pass legislation that would nationalize the police, nationalize elections, ban types of guns, and overall greatly curtail the liberties of citizens and eventually change the scope of government from one centered on protecting rights to one centered on controlling people. There is a movement in the U.S. calling for a convention to amend the U.S. Constitution. The last time this happened was in 1787, and the founding document was completely thrown out and a new one written, changing the ratification process to make it even easier to install. Now, while this was courageously done by our founding fathers, can you imagine what the possible outcomes could be if today's radical left gets its hands on rewriting the U.S. Constitution? The transition from people controlling their government to the government controlling them would be swift and definitely painful. Given the forces that seek to change American society from a republic to a democracy to a cog in world government, America's independence would likely be gone. Even those in the United Kingdom, after voting to get out of the European Union, are still trying to gain independence. The European Court of Human Rights recently ordered the UK to stop deporting migrants after the UK had negotiated an agreement with Rwanda to accept these asylum seekers. 
Nigel Farage, the most prominent leader of the movement for the UK to get out of the EU, made the statement, left-wing lawyers now dictate our immigration policy. Time to leave the ECHR and finally complete Brexit. Their transition to independence is still happening six years after the Brexit vote, demonstrating that independence and liberty can be easily lost and hard fought to gain. Some of the founding fathers even believe that once lost, it's gone forever. Will that happen here? Now let's take a look at three other transitions that show some promise. The first comes from Germany, which is pledging to transition to coal-burning power plants after Russia cut natural gas sales in response to Germany's sanctions of Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Now this is big news as it demonstrates a willingness to set aside a radical environmental agenda in exchange for meeting the basic needs of its population. A second transition could be coming up later this week. If the initial draft of the Supreme Court to overturn Roe v. Wade is upheld, then the matter is placed squarely in the individual state's hands. Already, in anticipation of this, Planned Parenthood is ceasing abortion procedures in such states as Wisconsin that have existing laws that make abortion a crime. Instead, it will be referring patients to out-of-state providers. However, it shouldn't have taken 49 years at the expense of 62 million preborn lives. Plus, let's remember the last time conservatives pinned their hope onto Chief Justice John Roberts. Finally, this transition is the most important and one that we have discussed many times before. This is one of knowing what's going on and what to do about it. Americans were shaken awake by the power of government to lock them down, take away their businesses and jobs, and infringe their freedoms through various mandates during the COVID pandemic. Many stood up and joined elected officials in refusing to enforce the lockdowns. It's this spirit of independence and nullification that is being rekindled in the hearts of all types of Americans throughout this country. They are willing to take a stand with others to declare that freedom is the cure to what ails this country. Freedom from inflation, high prices, government forced transitions, and unconstitutional control. Freedom from tyranny. Our founding fathers used education and communication to instill into the hearts and minds of their family, friends, and neighbors that independence from tyranny was well worth the investment of time, treasure, and blood. Thankfully, they won and gave us a fantastic foundation to work from. The John Birch Society uses their very successful method of organizing patriots at the local level and educating them and others to use the tools that they left us. These tools are highly powerful, but will only work when vigorously applied. Because our organization recognizes the forces working against this country, we have action projects for every one of the transitions that we discussed today. We have the tools, the organization, and the plan to win. We're just missing you. What will you do with the rest of this year of transitions? React negatively or act decisively? Join today to get started. If you're already a member, please be sure to read our July issue of the Member Bulletin that should be hitting your mailbox soon for specific action ideas. Links are in the description. And please, be sure to like, subscribe, and share this information. I'm Bill Hahn for the John Birch Society. Until next time, stay informed, stay active, and get organized, patriots.